To show you how easy it is to file a claim with GEICO, we hired sports commentator Dick Vitale. Tonight's matchup is me versus an ugly fender bender. If I can eat out a win, it would be a miracle, baby. Um, Mr. Vitale, it wouldn't be a miracle because GEICO gives you a team of experts to help manage your claim. That's going to be a nail-biter. Nope. The GEICO team is there for you 24-7. Now that's a dipsy dude, the guru of a claims team. GEICO is awesome, baby, with a capital A. GEICO. Great service without all the drama. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Welcome back, Simon. How you doing? I am doing. Uh, I'm doing tired, but I'm doing great. You're doing tired? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's the theme of the year. The school year is going on. You've got all different avenues that you're being pulled yeah. in right now, but you deserve to be a little tired. You're doing a lot of hard work. <laughs> well, and it's great hard work. I mean, uh, I appreciate you saying it's hard work, but... It's pretty awesome. You know, last week we opened Lilydale here at Wisconsin Lutheran College, a mm. show I directed. Yep. What's crazy is I'm also acting in a show right now, too, called oh Freud's gosh. Last Session. I'm How playing do you have time for C.S. All this? Lewis. I've got a wonderful wife who, by the <laughs> way, happy anniversary to oh. my dear wife. 15 years today. Wow, congratulations. Um, so it all starts with her, and I've got wonderful kids who support what I do as well. Um, so, but yeah, going to tech for, uh, for Freud's Last Session next week. So that okay. means, you know, I'm there late nights again of course so that means i'll have another week away from two up fronts so Ah, for all you folks out there we'll uh, miss you next week but Corey plath man great job last week thanks for stepping in he did a fantastic job and filling in once again yeah he's kind of just become that sub for the show you know so if we ever need to if ever gets the extra time and we need to put in a guy Corey's the guy to to sub in for us and you're busy yourself all the writing you're doing i am yeah writing for a few different places calling some games for a few different colleges and uh, local radio stations uh right Writing for HNGN.com as their lead soccer writers, so it's been been quite the uh, the interesting time. But uh, we want to remind you that you can catch us here on Sports Radio America from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on SportsRadioAmerica.com, Live 365, and tune in. You can also watch us on Periscope. Hello to all of you on Periscope. Uh, somebody just asked us a question about the Columbus crew. We are going to get to that. We will. But a little bit later on in the show. So if you have a little bit of time, hang out. You can check us out. Uh, you can also listen to us on demand anytime you want to, though, on Spreaker.com, on iTunes, and on iHeartRadio as well. And then we are also on social media sites. Well, yeah, we're on Facebook. We are Two Up Front Soccer, uh, or Two Up Front, rather. And then on Twitter, we are at Two Up Front Soccer. And uh, Twitter for you, Bex. See, it's been a few weeks. Apparently. This is what happens. This is why I wrote you, it all down for you, me. I was like, what do I need to say? <laughs> when you don't practice well, <laughs> you don't play well. It happens. It absolutely uh, happens. Anyways, uh, Baxter is on Twitter at Baxter Colburn, and I am Twitter at Simon Probin. I was going to say, if we ever forget our Twitter handles, that means we've forgotten our names because <laughs> yes. they are our first right. and last name. Right. So yes. thankfully, we've yes. kept it easy. It's not like Baxter underscore Q94. You know, it's like <laughs> none of that stuff, thankfully. It's very Pretty straightforward. Simple. Yes. 
But it's glad I'm glad to have you back in the studio, Simon. We're excited to get this show on the road. A lot of exciting things to talk about. We'll be talking about the EPL a little bit later on in the show. All the all the I, I don't want to call them foolish, but all the the rumors that are the, the transfer rumor mill is continuing to <laughs> right. brew in England. So we'll talk about some of the the clubs and players that are getting interest uh, interest from mostly English teams. And then we'll also have our new power rankings for Major League Soccer and our predictions and just some other stuff that always happens. Yeah. For example, yes. I'd like to uh, – you and you and Corey were talking about the uh, FIFA 2016 coming out. And yes. And specifically talking about the 13 women they had to remove from the game because the NCAA said to EA Sports, hey, uh, these are still college athletes, so we really don't want them in the game. Mm. One of the things – I loved your conversation about it, but one of the things I wanted to point out, and I know you gave me a little bit of an update on this, but I find it a bit ironic um, that – the NCAA is suddenly concerned about players being in a game yes. when for years they've had NCAA basketball, NCAA football. I know, as you told me, they've, they've stopped doing the uh, yep. NCAA football. But nevertheless, it just screams conspiracy theory to me. Now, I Baxter, I know I, I've, I always come off as a conspiracy theorist, theorist and guilty as charged, but... Someone's got to be that guy, <laughs> though, Simon. The last time I came up with a conspiracy theory was with Manchester United and yes, De Gea, right? I like how that turned out. Exactly. So if, if you weren't listening to the show, then I had talked about how it seemed very fishy that all of a sudden Manchester United wasn't doing well in the mm-hmm. league. And suddenly they just missed by a few minutes getting the transfer papers over to Real Madrid. I had said then <sighs> that it seems... That whole situation is just fishy. Well, and I said then it seems to me that Manchester United did something here because they realized how bad they're doing in the league. They yeah. realized they need De Gea and goal. And lo and behold, what happens the next week? He starts. And now where's Manchester United sitting? Second in the league, just behind just behind uh, Manchester City. And that makes you wonder, though, too, if they had brought over Kilo or Navas, how well he would have played. He's not a bad goalie. Exactly. You know, it's one of the, I mean, if he can be the starting goalie at Real Madrid, you'd assume you have to be fairly good. Right. I would think so. You know, so I don't really know. You, you'll and, never really know what the lesser of two evils were out of those, even Navas or De Gea was the better goalie for United. But De Gea, he's at the team for at least four more years now. There was all that speculation about whether or not he Well, and that's part of it, too, right? All of a sudden, it's a four-year deal that he signs. Yeah, well, the the timeline was, okay, he's going. Oh, paperwork didn't go through. Oh, we're going to negotiate, so he goes in January in a free transfer. Oh, just kidding. He just signed a new four-year deal. So, in other words. within, like, three days. (laughs) As a writer, I'm just like, okay, this is the story. No, 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 this is the story. Oh, what's going on? It's just my computer exploded from all the De Gea stupidity. And the selfish part of me thought, well, hey. At least I was right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm not crazy. You're so, not. so this is going back to the whole discussion that you and Corey had. Yep. Was it just it seems incredibly selfish by the NCAA to all of a sudden say uh, we don't want these three women in this game because they're yes. NCAA athletes. Well, thirteen. Is it is it just coming down to money? It's a it very well you know, might. That's the hard part about this. And I actually heard a different discussion with a similar idea of. The uh, websites that play daily fantasy sports or weekly fantasy sports like DraftKings or FanDuel and a lot of those other sites, they feature college football and college basketball, like players Mm. that you can draft and wager money on how those players are going to do, and you can win thousands of dollars based off of how those players perform. Those college athletes aren't seeing a a dime of that money. Should that be illegal as well? It's like it's it's such a – college sports and – just the professional world well, and money and fantasy and everything else just And the biggest problem with this web. it is and the biggest problem that we we have with this is that it's not like those women would see a dime no, from that game. They're not going so to. So there there's no way it, it it messes with their eligibility whatsoever. So it just it seems 
It seems, uh, like I said, call me a conspiracy theorist, but to me it all comes down to money. The NCAA realized that, hey, we're not getting any any part of this pie, so we don't want our athletes to be a part of this game. Yeah, and I think it's really a little unfortunate of how it's kind of come down, but at the end of the day, and I was talking with Corey last week, some of the players for Canada, I don't know much about the Mexican or Spanish players that are being held out of the game, but some of those players for Canada are exciting prospects. And I'm looking at it more from a gamer's perspective. If you look at it and say, oh, I really... If you if the new edition of FIFA came out and you couldn't play with Lionel Messi, the, one of the best players in the world, you'd be devastated. If sure. you're a Canadian soccer fan and you were thrilled to see your favorite Canadian player in that game for the first time, and now you won't be able to, Canada's men's national team is not even featured in FIFA. Is that right? It's not even wow. featured. I don't know why, wow. but they're not. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not... I'm I can't even guess. I mean, other than that, you know, they haven't been in a World Cup since 86, but still, they're still well, legitimate. they have countries like Bolivia and some of these other small South well, Bolivia's American. done well, though. I they mean, have, they've been but in World Cups, I feel so. like, you know, with Canada and such, they sure. would be with the younger, you know, talented players they have. Do they at least have the Canadian MLS clubs in the game? Yeah, well, yes. Okay. Yes, just making sure. <laughs> they do. You know. It's FIFA, so you never know. No, it's true. <laughs> that's, that's a fair point. I completely understand where you're coming from on that one. But, yeah, it's the FIFA ladies. I, I hope that they figure something out with it. Whether or not they end up is yet to be seen. Because right. FIFA, as we know, as much as we love FIFA, in terms of certain aspects of it, we are embarrassed most days to be associated with it, kind of like CONCACAF by living here in the United States. But the CONCACAF Champions League is going on right now, Simon, and uh, MLS is doing fairly well. Would you Would you say so? Absolutely. Out of the four American MLS clubs Notice in, that word. in Champions League, they are all in first place in their groups. The tough thing was uh, Vancouver and Seattle yes. are in the same group. And, man, Seattle has just handed it to Vancouver. They beat them in league play, and then they went out and beat them in uh, Champions They're League play. They're just rubbing salt in the wound, honestly. And that, that basically solidified the group for Seattle. They got seven points out of their four games. Uh, Va- Vancouver and Olympia are going to be playing. Uh, but if we look at the other groups, Real Salt Lake, now they can't clinch first until October, but mm. they're still on top because of goal differential in their group. Yeah, they've only played two games, though, so they've got to, right. that's probably yep. why they have to wait until Well, October. and that's kind of the the quirkiness of having only three teams in a group. You've got. I don't understand why they do that. Why it's because of it travel. Nice, make it, it a nice even number. It's because of travel. They, they figure if they reduce the number of games, then the smaller clubs who don't have much money don't have to travel as much. But it, sure. it leads to some very odd scheduling, that's for sure. Uh, DC United, they they could very well end up being the number one seed. Yes. They've got ten points. They're doing very out well out of their games. Yeah, play. they were down three nothing and came back and tied their game three three. Huh. So they've wrapped up Group H already. They've played their four games. They've got ten points. There mm-hmm. is, I believe, there's one Mexican team that can catch them. Well, there's there's a couple of teams that can catch them. Yes, um, actually, the Galaxy can catch them as well. Yeah, but there you go. The Galaxy are also on top of their group. How about the LA Galaxy though? Just Ooh. look at their goal differential for a moment. Eleven four two against. Well, I get it. Yes, they had two games where they put five goals right. in each, and then they had a weird game last night. Well, they ended up drawing, thanks to Alan Gordon, which is a whole other topic. I feel like we could spend a show talking about the en- the enigma that is Alan Gordon. Oh, man, he is. he is Talk about a super sub. There you go. He really that is. That is Alan Gordon. Uh, well, I know they, I believe the Galaxy only took 14 players with them last night. Why? Uh, Why would you take 14 <laughs> because players? Because they're doing poorly in the league right now, and they want to reverse that trend. I so, suppose. So but there what if you those, go. See, they only literally took their starting 11 and three guys. 
So they were not concerned about any injuries no. or anything. No, yeah. Uh, America, by the way, Club America. Yes. Uh, last year's winner, nine points out of three games, so they got full points. So they, if they win their last game of the Champions League, they will be the number one seed in the quarterfinals. Which wouldn't surprise me. If no, not Club at all. America, they've got a great organization, great team, and they're doing so well that they qualified for the FIFA uh, Club World Cup. But there's an interesting scenario that surrounds that. Would you not yeah. say so, well, Simon? Yes. When, of course, they, they qualified for the Club World Cup by winning last year's CONCACAF Champions League. But mm-hmm. something very interesting came across the news line. It did. The, uh, there's rumors that Club America, and they've actually, the club has commented on this. That's weird to go from saying Club back to Club. club, Any, club. Anyways. The Club has commented? They, no. they, they have discussed possibly talking to the LA Galaxy about taking Giovanni Dos Santos with them to the FIFA Club World Cup. Which is interesting and controversial, which is why we make it our 50-50 segment this week. So I, oh, there's so many different ways we could go on this one, Simon, and I'm glad that you brought this up because we've heard about this happening in the past. We have. You know, maybe, maybe not in this type of environment, but, no. but we've seen players from MLS go on loan to other teams, and yeah, that's. we thought, you know what, this would be a good 50-50 topic to Absolutely. discuss. Absolutely. Well, the way our 50-50 segment works is that Simon and I take a topic in the soccer world, like we just mentioned, and we each get 45 seconds to debate it. Uh, 45 and 45 equals 90, which equals a soccer match. That's one of the cute little things we do here on the show <laughs> to make us chuckle and say, ha something to do with soccer. It's... You know, some people will be like, well, I don't get it. And other people are like, oh, well done. So thank you for those that you that, that laughed or just smacked your head on your desk as you're listening. Either way. Yeah, I do that every week. So <laughs> exactly. You're not alone. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, Simon, uh, you were not here last week. Would you like to go because you weren't here? Or would you like me to go? Uh, you know what? I can, I can go first on this. Sure. Why not? Okay. Fair enough. Well, with 45 seconds on the clock, sir, your time begins now. All right. So we're asking, is this a silly thing or is it not? I think on the surface, yes, it's silly. But if we look at precedence, I'm kind of okay with this. The fact that we've seen David Beckham go on loan to AC Milan for half of the MLS season uh, two times, that set the precedent for everyone. Yes, mm-hmm. we've seen players go on loan for that January break, which I think is great. Uh, but MLS Cup will very well have been wrapped up by the time Dos Santos would see any time on the field at the FIFA Club World Cup. Um, he would be referred to not just as a Club America player, but as an LA Galaxy player. So it would show well for the league, especially if Club America does well. Granted, Mexican teams don't tend to do well in the FIFA Club World Cup. But overall, I say the precedent has already been set. So sure, Sando Santos out there for a game. Time. Interesting. All right. Well, now the flip side here, 45 seconds. I will uh, take the honors here to Please. press the start button. All right. And I'm pressing it. Go. Okay. Well, I think that it is a stupid idea, honestly, because <laughs> you don't take a player for one game. We heard about this last year in the CONCACAF Champions League where Montreal made it far in the tournament, and they were talking about getting players loaned in for just one game, which is highly illegal because there is a contract agreement that goes so accordingly. Yeah. So the fact that they want to take a team, a player like Dos Santos over to Club America, first of all, you could look at it, yes, it could be positive because, oh, wow, they want to take Dos Santos. But Club America and the Major League Soccer as a whole have never really seen eye-to-eye on a lot of different things. And taking a player on loan for one game, I feel like Club America can go in just about anywhere else in the world and find one player. Dos Santos, leave him alone. Let the man enjoy his offseason and recover from all the injuries he's taken. Just, just go do it yourself, Club America, and get knocked out right away. There you go. Time's up. Now, as I, uh, you know, I did talk about how the club, Club America, did mention they did acknowledge that this is a conversation that they were thinking about having, but they also came out and said they know the possibility of it happening 
isn't quite realistic. Uh, plus, they don't <laughs> want to do any disservice to the players they already have. And that's the one thing I do think about. Imagine being a player who all yeah. of a sudden pulled out of the starting lineup it's because like, oh, Dos by Santos the way, is we got there. Giovanni Dos Santos. Yeah, you almost feel like you're playing in MLS, if you know? He's, right? If he's not getting, you know... The starting time for the Mexican national team. Imagine if you're a Mexican national team player on Club Ooh. America and you get Ooh. bumped for DeSantos. Yikes. That would not go over well. Yes. There'd be a few angry Mexicans, and we know, you know, we'll, we'll take care of that in October when we when the U.S. takes them out, but uh, we don't want to I hope them that's more. the case. They're, they're dealing with some injuries, but like Rafa Mar Marquez being one of the guys that they're talking about being injured, ah. I'm not really whatever. worried about Rafa Marquez. Yeah. Yeah. Guardado, I'm though, being out for six weeks, that's a big that deal. That could be. That's a very big deal. We'll see what happens with that. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, the transfer rumor mill is swinging hard, and it's Barely a month Oof. into the EPL season. We'll be right back. This is Two Up Front. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. Welcome back inside the studios. We continue to roll on with our show. First segment, we talked about a lot of different things, including the CONCACAF Champions League. We talked about the ladies of FIFA 16 that will no longer be in the game due to NCAA regulations and issues. And then we had our 50-50 segment talking about Giovanni Dos Santos possibly going to Club America for the FIFA Club World Cup for just... You know, just for the tournament, going out on a short loan, and Simon and I offered our thoughts about mm -hmm. it. Go back and tune into it. Let us know your thoughts. You can also tweet at us at Two Up Front Soccer. You can tweet at Baxter Colburn at Simon Provan, and then you can go back and watch the show on Periscope as well if you are so inclined. Well, Simon, we're going to skip across the pond here for a moment, and the EPL season. Uh, last I checked, they've only played six total games, Simon, but there are more rumors fuming out of the EPL and just Europe so European soccer as a whole than I would expect six <laughs> games in. Including some managers as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for example, Liverpool, who uh, basically lost last night. Let's be honest. <laughs> they, they, Let's be just yeah. completely honest about this. They, they end up be playing against in the League Cup against a fourth, uh, a mid-tier fourth league, or not fourth league, what I'm trying fourth to say. Fourth division. Thank you, fourth division team. They had to beat him in a shootout last How night. How in the world? So, Liverpool to stop. Yeah, Rodgers is definitely on the hot seat right now. You know, he was given the benefit of the doubt the last few years of trying to instill a system. He did deal with a bunch of injuries he last did, year. He did, but still. But we're at the point now where Liverpool's saying, hold on here, this something is not right. So yeah. uh, Jurgen Klopp, who's on sabbatical, of course, he, uh, he was made famous from his time at uh, uh, Dortmund. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's actually come out and said he would love to go to the Premier League. Mm. 
So we shall see what happens Liverpool there. Liverpool is thinking, well, we can get rid of Brendan Rodgers and bring in the Jurgen Klopp, the the better of the two Jurgens, I feel. Right, like. right. Yes, yes. Wouldn't it be interesting if uh, Steven Gerrard were to retire after this year and they'd bring in Gerrard to be the coach? I don't think Gerard will retire unless some massive injury I occurs. will tell you what, uh, he did come out a couple of weeks ago, and he did say that if Liverpool had offered him even an assistant managerial position, mm-hmm. he would have he would have taken him up on it. So I tell you what, I think if Liverpool called Steven Gerrard's telephone and said, hey, Steve, you, you want to uh, manage Liverpool? He'd be leaving the. He'd be leaving MLS in a second. Oh, absolutely. Why yeah. wouldn't he? I right, mean, right. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't blame him for it. No, but, no one uh, could really be mad at Steven Gerrard but, for that. Uh, but I think, I mean, to answer your question about would he retire from playing to go coach, yep. Oh, yeah. I, yeah absolutely he would. Absolutely. Well, we want to look around at some of the hot rumors that are continuing to spill out of the Premier League and just uh, La Liga as well. A lot of, I've come to this realization, Simon, and maybe I'm late to the party. Correct me if I'm wrong. That if you are Manchester United, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and Arsenal, and Paris Saint-Germain, and Juventus, you just trade players. About every year, yeah, about no, every that's two or three. crazy either. But every two or three years, you just say, hey, here's some money. Now you get them for a few years. You know, we'll check back in a few years. Maybe we'll buy them back. Maybe we'll loan them back. Like every single rumor that I have encountered and had to cover for HNGN.com recently has all been teams linked, like these five or six teams, and they're all trying to get everybody else's players. Yeah, and you know, Baxter, I will say this goes back to what we talk about, how following these leagues, let's face it, can be a bit boring sometimes. It is. Because it's always the same teams that are in the discussions. Yeah, there's there's multiple different rumors. I mean, I, I'm getting a little sick and tired of the Cristiano Ronaldo rumors. It's either Ronaldo's going to Paris Saint-Germain. Manchester United or MLS. And let me let me clarify. Sorry. Let me let me go back to that comment because I know there's going to be people saying, "Are you kidding me? The yes. Premier League's boring." I'm not saying the games when are boring. When it comes to, to the watch. transfer side of it, exactly. it's very yes. boring. Yes, that's all I'm players. saying. I wake up early on Saturdays and Sundays when I can. Watch especially Everton, flags in the back there. <laughs> especially Everton, I'm waking up and watching them as much yes. as I can. So just just want to clarify before I get too much flack for that's that comment. That's a smart idea. Yeah, now you're seeing players like John Stones of Everton, who is being rumored to go to Real Madrid. And Real Madrid are in the process of trying to figure out, first of all, whether or not Rafael Varane is going to still be on the team or not because Manchester United wants to buy him <laughs> because Manchester United needs centre-back help. But then you know you hear all these other rumors circling around uh, you hear, like I mentioned about Ronaldo possibly going to United, possibly going to Paris Saint-Germain, and he has a $1 billion buyout clause right. in, his com- in his contract as well, but apparently PSG has that kind of money, which I'm not surprised about. Their investors are ridiculous. I don't feel like United has that much money, though, to have to afford a $1 billion buyout clause for one player. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if the Blazers would go for that. I'm not sure about that. Let me ask you this. Are there any rumors you've come across that you see as quite legitimate? Um, one that I thought was interesting and very possible was Theo Walcott going mm. to Barcelona. Oh, okay. There's been rumors of Theo Walcott going to Barcelona and uh, also Liverpool man Felipe Coutinho also going to Barcelona because of Neymar saying, hey, the Brazilian aspect of Barcelona is doing well, but we could really benefit from having a guy like Coutinho here as well. Theo Walcott, he's very similar playing style. Do you see those Messi, Suarez, even guys working along the outside, Neymar. Adding another speedster to that attacking offense would be very beneficial for that team. At this point, Barcelona just needs more depth because guys keep getting hurt every other day. Rafinha, he's been gone for the he's been gone for he's well he's gone for the season now. It sounds like, and uh, you just keep hearing about different guys picking up you know slow nagging injuries. Their midfield is 
scraping by with limited depth. They have two players they've signed, but they can't use them until January when the club's transfer ban is right. up as well. So right. Barcelona will more than likely start going for a high-caliber player. Ooh, I'll at tell that you point. what. Yeah, it's. I think you're going to see a lot of money being spent by Barcelona once that window opens. Yes. No, I completely agree with you on that one. Uh, two other rumors that I've mentioned, and I'm a little sick of at this point, in total honesty, the first one at least, is the Kareem Benzema rumors. Every other day, that's a Kareem Benzema's going here. He's going here. He's going here. At this point, it's sounding like maybe possibly he's going to Arsenal because Arsenal needs more striker help, but the Benzema-Olivier Giroud uh, partnership at the French national team would be the biggest driving force behind that, as long, along with Arsene Wenger, another Frenchman. Sure. You know, getting the French together you know, could end up being a positive thing for Arsenal going forward. Uh, the one rumor that I've heard recently that has kind of surprised me uh, has to do with the quote-unquote soccer god, as he's being labeled now after his uh, five-goal and nine-minute performance. Robert <laughs> Lewandowski is being labeled a soccer god, and he is rumored to be targeted by Barcelona, Real Madrid, and Manchester United. Notice the theme with the same teams mm, yeah, that I keep talking about. There you go. Barcelona seemed to be a hot spot, though, for him, which is a little interesting considering the style of game he mm-hmm, plays, right. considering the style Barcelona plays. I would see him more so as a Real Madrid player, especially if Madrid loses Benzema, if they lose Ronaldo. Some of the other midfielders that they're talking about possibly getting rid of, you know, you hear about Paul Pogba, I feel like, referenced every once in a while as a possible addition to Real Madrid. Barcelona maybe going after Lewandowski seems a little odd to me, but it's also something that could happen, I suppose. I mean, would Munich let him go? That's the thing. I don't necessarily know if Munich... I think Munich is at that point now. If he came on as a second-half sub, I feel like Munich is almost take it or leave it Mm, with Lewandowski, which is a little weird. With a player like him. And I get it. Yes, he's been struggling a little bit. But sure. when he comes off the bench and drops five goals, not against a bad team. Wolfsburg is not a bad team. No, They're no. rumored to be one of the top teams in the Bundesliga this sure. year. And then he drops five goals in nine minutes. It's like, are you? what do you expect from him? I mean, pay that man more money or send him to a team that you know he's going to get starting time right. on. Yeah. So a lot of different rumors swirling around. Uh, I last one I wrote about today was Arsenal, of course. Again, uh, looking at Juventus defender uh, Daniele Rugani. Uh, he's a nice outside back for them uh, for Juventus. Uh, he's part of that young movement for Ar- for Juventus right now with Pogba, um, Andrea Morata, and a few other guys that they have uh, for their club. So whether or not Juventus, Juventus has been targeted for a lot of players because they have so many young, talented, up and coming players. Sure, and. You know, big clubs are saying, hey, maybe we can pay them lots of money and do good things with them. But and I'll tell you what, Juventus is in a league that always struggles financially. You know, it's the one thing about the Serie A. Uh, you know, we can talk about promotion and relegation stateside if we want, but when it comes to looking at a league like the Italian League, yeah. relegation is one of the worst enemies of that league. You they don't want to be relegated no. to Serie B because, I mean, they're going to give out green cards for big, for good behavior in Serie B. Is that right? Is yeah. that Did you hear about I that? I have not heard about oh, this. Oh, my goodness. I thought you'd be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Serie B is now offering green cards, which there's a lot of irony in that as a first part. <laughs> They're offering green cards for good behavior during games. We don't. You don't need to be told you're doing a good job. Oh, at that but age. you do. Positive reinforcement. My second. Gra- my wife, who was a second grade teacher, I'm sure would you're, use you're, some say, green cards. Say, in say her that class. again. Say that again. Your wife was a my second, second grade, grade teacher. teacher, not my second grade wife. No, 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 no. My <laughs> but second just, grade so, teacher so, wife. So the Italian league is applying. Of course, their you know their their div- second division yes. is applying second grade tactics now. 
Because, Basically, yes. Because uh, why? Because the players' feelings are getting hurt too much? I, what are you doing for the Italians? Like, all they're going to do is do the thing with their hands. And right. like, sir, it wasn't me. I don't know what you're, you know, I, I didn't accident. I didn't mean to chop his legs off, you know, with a slide tackle. Like, it's part of the game. Like, how do you, I mean, is it going to be during the game that they're going to give I out think a green so. card? I think so. Like, the like, ref's going to stop the I think game. there's going to be different things that are going to happen, like, at the end of, like, how many green cards the team acquires. At the end of the season, you're going to get like more Christmas presents. I think so, <laughs> maybe. I'm pretty positive. I, oh my gosh, yeah. When I heard, uh, when I heard about that, um, I was, I was shocked. Honestly, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, speaking of positive things, we'd like to do a little bit of uh, review on uh, just a few games from the Premier League this past weekend. I thought for sure. Leicester was going to uh, have some some reality check come at them. They were down 2-0, but nope. They come back and tie their game against Stoke 2-2. Leicester, after six games, granted it's only six, but it's still six games, okay. is sitting in fourth place. If the season were to end today, we'd see Leicester and West Ham in the Champions League. <laughs> West Ham, with the win of the season so far, beating Manchester City. How big was that for them? Wasn't that the first time they've done that? I forget how many years, but I th- I thought that was like the first, first time they've done it. I think you're right, but it's also what what was their first is I believe they've West Ham has now beat Man City, yes, Manchester United, and Arsenal, all in the same season. That's the first time that they've accomplished something like that. I believe mm. those are the three teams that they that West Ham has beat. Okay, I one of the I don't want to interrupt you really fast just for a second. No, uh, going do back it. going back to the green card. I okay. found the official article <laughs> and I wanted to, wanted to give you an idea a little bit more insight on it. Um, it said so the innovative idea is for players who conduct themselves well, like mm-hmm. we mentioned earlier, uh, either by playing the ball out for an injury or helping the referee <laughs> with his decision making when he committed a foul which was not seen or touched or touched the ball on its way out and the referee wrongly gives a goal kick to receive a green card. At the end of the season, the classification will determine an overall fair play winner, with the leading player likely to win a trophy like a top goal scorer <laughs> award. <laughs> I thought I thought it was going to go a different way, like maybe the team gets some bonus points at the end of the season that can actually help them in their league standing. Uh, that I I could see that happening, but uh, okay, let yeah. me say this: something like this is needed. It you know, is with all the flopping is, going yeah. around and all that. I'm I'm cool with with you know a player. We always love it when we see a player help out a ref. I will say. As much as I couldn't stand the Timbers' loss this last weekend, mm-hmm. a few games ago, the ref was going to pull out a yellow card. I, I can't remember who the team was. I think it was Houston. Uh, Will Johnson went down pretty easy. Mm-hmm. In live play, it looked like he got taken out pretty harshly. Yeah. But then we saw the replay. Um, he didn't get touched, mm. so he, t- he took a dive. The ref was running over to give a yellow card to the Houston player. Yes. And Will Johnson actually went up to the ref and said, no, 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 I, he, he didn't touch me. Okay. So you, we look at that and we think, hey, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we need to go to the extent of – A trophy? Right. I mean, yeah, the, the article concludes by saying, you know, teams will you – know, we're not exactly sure what advantages the teams are going to get from it. Uh, it's hoped, though, that the gesture will be enough to make the game more sporting and set an example to those who disregard the rules. Which, so, again, you know, Liga, the, the thought uh, yeah. behind it, cool, but... La Liga will never get the green card. No. <laughs> the EPL will never get the green card. Now, I, you know what I am uh, for? I'll tell you, you this. Uh, indoor soccer has the blue card. Yes. You know, two-minute penalty. I've heard. I like that penalty. concept. I actually, I love that idea. And I would say... Like a penalty box in hockey. Right, which I know uh, Pl- uh, Platini from UEFA has has said for years he would like something like that. Mm. You know, I, would, I wouldn't mind that. A designated I, spot. You just sure. walk off the field. You know, you stand by the, assist, the, the assistant ref, the fourth official. You stand by him for two, three, five minutes, whatever, and then, okay, you're good. Go back and I, down. I think it can go as far as 
every injury that happens, mm-hmm. you have to be off the field for at least five minutes. Here's why. There's so many players faking injuries mm-hmm. to try to stop the flow as of the game. As soon as you go down, yeah. Yeah, if you if you go down and you roll around on that field, as soon as you grab your shin yep. okay. or grab your face, off five field. minutes. Get off the field, yep. Let the trainer look at you. You know, Take five minutes to... Pray and reflect on the sidelines. Right, what we need to right. do. Just get off. I would. I'd be all for that. And people, you know, people are going to say, "Well, that's that's unfair to those players who actually get injured." But more than likely, if you get as injured as these players make it look like before the magic yeah, spray need, comes on, I'm, you need. Yeah, you need time to. Yeah, to, you probably won't enter there the game. Be, there should be a crew waiting with a stretcher as soon as the player goes down. Zoom right on the field. Grab them. Strap them on. And just throw them off the field. I don't care if they're hurt or not. You know, you'll see how quickly they're not hurt. Exactly. Like, I'm fine. I'm right. fine. Like, no, right. you're not. You're hurt. Get off the field. Which, of course, the only caveat there is if it's a head injury, take your time. Yes, absolutely. You don't want to mess around with concussions, especially. That's just how yeah dangerous they can yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will make a note. Um, Arsenal, my my beloved Arsenal. I can't even say beloved. I mean, I enjoy Arsenal. I, I fancy them. I, I understand. Don't, I don't understand. love them. Just because EPL, it, when you cover a league, it's hard to, to love a certain team because you're always talking about so many different teams. But Arsenal, I will say this, though. I find it interesting that they are moving to a job share at the center forward with Theo Walcott and Olivier Giroud. Well, I think they need to after Giroud has been mm-hmm. not performing very well this year. Exactly, yeah. There's been struggles for Walcott and Giroud, but Giroud especially, although we saw Joe Campbell start for Arsenal yesterday when mm. Arsenal took out Tottenham 2-1 to in the third round of the uh, Capital One Cup. Mm-hmm. But it is good because they don't have a lot of depth. And I get it, you would want all those players on the field at the same time, on paper. Mm-hmm. But if one of those guys goes down while they're all else on the field, you're going to look to your bench and go, well, shoot, who am I supposed to <laughs> bring in now? Which is interesting because Arsenal's always been a club about developing younger players, mm-hmm. so they've always had at least that depth. They it's have. also been one of the things that hurts them, but uh, it's kind of like our hometown baseball team, the Milwaukee Brewers. Mm-hmm. For years they were known for all the pitchers they had in their minor league system. It's kind of crazy. How and then they, they traded them all away, and then lo and behold, they don't have any pitchers anymore. Yeah, I mean, um, look at who that. Look at who Arsenal has. Danny Welbeck, he's out. He's done right now. Uh, you've got Theo Walcott, Alexis Sanchez. Sanchez plays more of a wing. You've got Olivier Giroud and Joe Campbell. They've got five total forwards, four active forwards on the on the roster right now. Theo Walcott's got two goals. Sanchez has one. Giroud has three goals. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, nope, I'm sorry. Giroud's got two goals. Walcott's got one goal. None of the other forwards have scored yet this year. For your, if you're Arsenal. I understand you've got a decent they've got a, actually a pretty good midfield. If you look at the players they have on their midfield, they've got, you know, they're a little bit older, but mm-hmm. they've got a good mm-hmm. midfield. Theo Walcott, I feel like he's better suited out wide. Same with Alexis Sanchez. That's great. They're listed as forwards. Ronaldo's technically a forward, but he plays out on the wing. Same with sure. Messi. Mm-hmm. You don't see a traditional center forward with these guys. Giroud is a center forward. Joe Campbell is a center mm-hmm. forward. These other guys belong on the wing. So, if you are Arsenal, if you're Arsenal winger, you do want to bring in a striker or three in this, uh, in this coming transfer season. Well, you know, and the, the curious thing is they're still sitting in fifth place, so they're still in that They're Europa doing something right. right. I mean, you could be Liverpool or Chelsea who are sitting in the bottom half of the table. Chelsea looks like they're struggling for a relegation fight, <laughs> which is just Honestly. amazing. Which you, you can see now why they went so hard after John Stones from Everton. Yes. And you can also see why Everton kept saying, we don't care how much you guys offer. We're not selling this player. We need him. And Everton is uh, sitting in sixth place. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you've got to be commendable of, of Everton. How has Tim Howard played so far for the club? Well, I've, he, heard, I've heard fairly yes, good. Yes, he had a great game against Swansea. Another shutout for him. Of course, Everton also got shut out, so, you know, 0-0 yeah. draw. But he's looked very well these these uh, past couple of games. I 
in fact, when they played Tottenham, one of my friends there from uh, from Norway, Frodi, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are, hey, buddy, um, you know, he had sent me a text. He was a, He's a Spurs supporter. Oh, interesting. And, and he had even commented that the only reason we drew that game was because of Tim Howard. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that's so he's – Tim Howard's been playing fantastic. I won't be surprised if we see him in goal for the CONCACAF Cup. And I was just – Hold on, hold on, that. hold on. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody who was coaching the team actually played players where they should oh. have. So I guess I won't be surprised if we don't see him in goal either. For and the that's yeah, up. that's kind of the statement that uh, Corey and I made last week because we talked about that. We we selected our twenty three man roster last week about who we th- who we would choose, mm-hmm. not who Klinsman would choose. <laughs> who we would choose. We mixed in a little bit of Klinsman, but we thought that because of how Guzan has been playing, that you Klinsman would keep Guzan as the starter, even though Tim Howard's got a great record against Mexico. Yeah. Bruguzan has been Klinsman's guy, quote unquote guy right now, so maybe he will stick with him. But if Tim Howard's playing as well as he is in the Premier League, why not have him? Well, and it's not, and I'll be honest, I don't think Guzan's been playing great for the U.S. It's not like. uh, No, he hasn't been lights out. He's not making those saves that Howard would make. Yes. You know, he's like. How much of that goes back to the poor defenders and the constant changing in front of them? Because how is Guzan supposed to have good communication and good chemistry with the back line when the back line is new every week? And look for. For all you guys out there who get sick of hearing about uh, of us bashing Klinsman and saying it's the players, it's not Klinsman, how can you blame Klinsman for this? It's very easy when he's playing players out of position all the time. Yeah, it's becoming a bad habit. It's like he, he thinks he knows better than all the club coaches, including those European club coaches. Uh, I mean, How it, many of those club coaches contact Klinsman after games and say, hey, why did you not play my guy here? You know that my guy has scored X amount of goals by playing this position. Why did you play him at this position? Or why is Tim Howard not starting? Why are you starting Brad Guzan? Why do you keep calling Alvarado up to, my, up to your team? You know you don't like him. Right. You know Simon doesn't right. like him. I'm sure that conversation <laughs> happens all the time. Well, uh, speaking of players, can I just throw in there? Please. Yedlin had a, a pretty good game against Manchester City in the League Cup. Yes, they lost 4-1 to one and. And he was uh, playing in the back there, but he did end up having an assist. And Good for him. The the head coach, uh, I don't know how to say it, advocate or advocate, something like that. I think it's advocate. Yeah, but uh, he had high compliments for Yedlin. He That's said he, good. Did, he doesn't know if he'll be starting this weekend, but he was. In, very well pleased with how Yedlin played. So that's well, great that's to hear. Good. That is huge to hear. Congratulations to DeAndre Yedlin. Now, you mentioned this upcoming weekend, Simon. Let's briefly just look at the games coming up this weekend before we skip off to another break. Uh, a game to definitely be keeping an eye on. Two or three, actually. Uh, you're going to want to keep an eye on Tottenham versus Man City. Uh, that game taking place uh, early, early on Saturday morning, at least here in America. <laughs> uh, that's the 645 6.45 a.m. I might be sleeping at that yes. time. Well, I don't know. We have to leave out of town for a wedding, so if my wife has anything to say about it, I might be able to catch that game. <laughs> uh, Arsenal takes on Leicester. Traditionally, think, I'd take Arsenal in this game. I, but Yeah, I will, uh, that's, and it's at home at, uh, for Leicester. I'm, I'm taking Leicester for I this I wouldn't one. be shocked at all. Liverpool, Aston Villa? Ooh, that's a. I'd be no. I'd be game for Aston Villa to win this game. I would be as well, but they as bad as Liverpool's been playing, Villa's been playing even worse. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. And if you're Sunderland, this is just your tour of Manchester this week. They lost the city. Now they take on United. Things might go from bad to worse for the Black Cats. Yeah, you know this is this is the stuff that does confuse me. Is for a coach to say, hey, you know, a player played great. I don't know if I'm going to play him this weekend in league though. You haven't won a single game yet. You think it's time for some changes? Yeah. 
that would be too easy, Simon. You know okay. that. You know that's, that's right. not how the soccer world works. Uh, right. Southampton takes on Swansea City. Uh, Swansea is recovering after their they were drunk on success early in the season, and they've had a bit of a downfall recently. They lost in their in, in League Cup in League Cup play, which was a bit surprising. They yeah. lost one nothing. I forget to who, but they lost. Uh, Stoke City takes on uh, Burnmouth or Bournemouth or however the British say it. Mm-hmm. Uh, West Ham takes on Norwich. Uh, Norwich. Norwich. Sorry. Norwich. I've got to talk to Simon Mitchell more. He's the <laughs> Norwich guy. Uh, Chelsea takes on Newcastle United. And Newcastle just should probably pack it up and go home this season already. Uh, you know, I had said, by the way, I'd, I had sent out a tweet that Sunderland's playing so bad, I think they should just automatically drop to League One. Yeah. At this point, I mean, yep. you look at some of the teams that are playing very good or very well in League One. Pop those guys up. Let sure. them have a chance. Yep. There should mm-hmm. be a, the bottom three in EPL at the midway point should drop. Ooh, that'd and the be top three should jump up. <laughs> and then, but you know, I'm skipping a league though. I'm skipping the championship. Oh, you're going all I'm, the way down. I'm saying oh, Sunderland you're going is down that two. bad. Wow. That they should just pass, you know, like don't pass go, don't collect your two hundred dollars, <laughs> just go just to League One. Straight League One. <laughs> that would be just that'd be a fun thing to do. Uh, on Sunday, you've got Watford and Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace has been playing fairly well recently. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Watford, yeah, they're just happy to be in the Premier League, let's be honest. And then <laughs> on Monday, uh, if my computer wants to cooperate, which doesn't look like it's going to. I'll tell you, it's WBA and Everton. Ah, so West Albion taking West on Brom. Everton. And how do you feel about that game? How do I feel? Uh, I think Everton's going to take care of business there. Yeah. That's West Brom. I'm not too shocked. I'm not too worried about them. They've only got eight points through six games. Yeah, Everton. Like I said, I mean they're only at nine points, but it's a tight table right now. Except really, you've got Newcastle and Sunderland just sitting there on the bottom. Someone's got to keep it comfy down there. That's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll take Everton with my heart, but also because I think they're going to win the game. How about Fair that? enough. No, that's that's a very true statement. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, Simon and I have our updated MLS power rankings and MLS predictions for this upcoming week of action. Don't go anywhere. This is two upfront. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And I'm Simon Provan. Welcome back inside the studio as we continue to roll on with our show. We've got a great show so far. If you enjoy the show, why not go to social media? Give us a like on Facebook uh, at Two Up Front. You can also find us on Twitter, Two Up Front Soccer. I'm at Baxter Colburn. He's at Simon Provan. And then if you ever feel like listening to the show, you can catch it right here on Sports Radio America on Fridays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. On demand anytime on Spreaker.com, iTunes, and on iHeartRadio as well. 
Simon, it is time for us to release our updated power rankings. It's been a while since we've done it, so... Mine have switched up so much. I'm yes. Almo- I'm almost ashamed of some of them, to be honest with you, but I'm just going to be honest. No, that's all I you have. can do. That's all you can do. Well, let's jump right into it. Uh, our number five teams this week, Simon, who do you have? I have the Montreal Impact. Well, interesting. Montreal, uh, they're in my power rankings, but they're not five. Okay. I'll just say that for now. Five game unbeaten streak. Who would have thought? How great is that? You know, and... I'll tell you what, it all starts with Drogba. It, it really, really does. does. It's one of those things where it's like you bring in, and that's one of those signings, where the mid-season signing, where you're like, well, let's see how it happens. And he is providing that just surge of energy for them. What's funny, too, here, Baxter, I'm just looking at some of the, the results here mm-hmm. from, from a number of teams. Winning streaks seem to happen when a team has Chicago on their schedule. <laughs> Two times pretty close to each other. Uh, of course, Montreal beat Chicago on September fifth, forty-three. They had some decent what a draws. Barn burner that game uh, was. was. That was that was so. F- I actually broke my heart for the fire. I have to say they were up three to two, then they up losing four to three. But, yeah, uh, you know, a couple of draws in there. One against the Galaxy, one against San Jose, and then uh, New England that they end up beating three nothing. What a loss for New England, who was yeah. red hot. Yeah. And then of course they beat the fire again, two to one. Frankie, did, yeah. uh, Frankie Elp loses his job, and it does. And Brian Bliss taking over, at least in the interim. We'll see what happens. Maybe Simon Provan will be the next head coach of the Chicago <laughs> Fire. Send your resume I, down I there. I do have, by the way, Connor Provan, who I had mentioned. Yes. Early, you know, he's he's actually going to be training with the U18 really? Chicago Fire Academy team. Wow, there you yeah. go. There's your so, in. congrats. Congratulations, congrats, Connor. Connor. That's exciting. You have to get him on the show. Yeah, there we go. All right. Another Provan. Yeah, right. Just the taking over. <laughs> it's going to be Provan and Provan instead of Colburn and Provan, I swear. <laughs> It's like a bad law firm, I swear. Right. Goodness. <laughs> Who do you got for your number five? My number here? five is the Columbus crew. Yes, I know they are. In... You'll see why I'm laughing. I'm not laughing Uh-oh. at your pick. Oh, I was like, oh, gosh, what did I do now? Uh, they're in second place in the Eastern Conference. They have 47 total points. They're looking really, really good, but not good enough compared to some of the other teams. Mm-hmm. Their, their last few games have been interesting. They beat DC United. They beat Philadelphia Union. They lost 3 nothing to FC Dallas. That's kind of that defining factor for me right now. Uh, then you see them beat NYCFC. Mm-hmm. Eh, they should have. And then they beat Sporting Kansas City 3-2, which... Sporting's been horrible. I was going to say, how how much does that... Wait, does that really carry? They drew with New York City 2-2. Two two, and then they beat the Colorado Rapids 2-1, mm-hmm. who we thought for a brief moment might actually be good, but then we all they woke up. They fooled us again. We woke up I even realized, said, you can't fool me twice, and they did. Ah, oh, man. Uh, yeah, not good at all. Well, here's why I'm laughing. Why are you laughing? My number... Four is Columbus. <laughs> ah, well, perfect. And my number four is Montreal. Exactly. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so we flipped on those two. We, have. So. we don't really need to, I mean, elaborate. We kind of share no, the same viewpoints. I mean, Montreal, the Drogba effect, it's working out well for them. Columbus, Kai Kamara. Kai Kamara. MVP? Not at the league has anything oh, to say about okay. it. Okay, here's the deal. I also wanted to comment on this real quick, Please. you and Corey. I don't think, by the way, that a MVP player can be on a non-playoff team. No. You can be the best player on that team, and if you're not on the team, you're even worse. But f- looking at it from a league perspective, mm-hmm. if if you can't get your team to the playoffs, you don't deserve to be MVP. I agree. And I also think at this point, Kamara deserves the MV- MVP more than Sebastian Giovinco. Oh, yeah. Giovinco is playing lights out. I get that. And you know what? He Toronto's, was. He was, right? Toronto's probably going to make the playoffs. But when you look at the players surrounding each of those guys, uh, you know, not that Kamara has bad players. I mean, Will no. Trapp's there, Ethan Finley. But Toronto look is, at the expectations. Yeah, Toronto is supposed to do well. Exactly. Columbus is not right. and, on paper. And Kamara comes out of nowhere. Yeah. 
to put in 21 goals so far. The man is playing with like a demon possessed, basically. Yeah. He's, he's playing just outside his mind. There's no question of that he won't win it. I mean, you, you could have made arguments for a little while about Robbie Keane. You could have made arguments a little bit about Jovinko. The fact with Kai Kamara, he's been consistent. This has been his form exactly. all year long. This hasn't been like Sebastian Giovinco where he drops two or three goals for three or four games. And then disappears. And then vanishes, comes right. back again. Now, Kai Kamara's like, hey, every game or every other game, basically, he's been scoring. Right. You know, and, and you can talk about how good of a job Giovinco is when he, when he is on fire. He is. But surprisingly, he is not carrying that team like Kamara is. You know, whether whether the crew are playing bad or not, Kamara is on fire. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, is the difference. He's always playing well. I'd agree. Whereas Giovinco, yes, when he plays well, it, he's the best player in the league. Yes. But he's not always playing well. And I think some of that, I mean, if you look at the supporting cast, if you take Josie Altador and Michael Bradley out of the picture, I think Columbus has a better cast around Kamara than Giovinco has around him in Toronto. If you take away Altador and Bradley. Sure, right. But even if you leave them on the field, they're not playing that well. He still has Bradley. You know, that's the thing. I don't yeah, he's, yeah. Michael, yeah. Anyways. I don't know. I don't know how to segue into number three other than saying, hey, let's talk about number three. Let's do it. It's the, the same. It's the same for both of us. The Cascadia team that Simon usually doesn't like to say. People, Your parents tell you not to use the S word growing up. Well, we don't use the S word usually here on the show, but we mean the, the word Seattle. Yes. Seattle yes. Sounders are number three on our power rankings this week for both of us, which doesn't happen fairly often. No. Seattle, their last four games, Simon, uh, 2-1 victory over your Portland Timbers. They took out Toronto FC 2-1. They drew with San Jose, and then they just demolished the Vancouver Whitecaps 3-0. In league play and also in CONCACAF league play, they just destroyed the Whitecaps. Now, I will say that that Portland Timbers game, hey, I'm not going to complain about the refs. Portland had so many shots on goal. They did. Uh, they, they should have won that game, but you know what Seattle did? They put away their chances. And that's what it and comes down to. that's all that counts. That's, kind of, that's honestly what soccer boils down that's to at it. the end of the day. Yeah, last time I checked, the only stat that really matters is that scoreboard. Usually how it works, yeah. I don't want to talk any much more about that game, though. That's fine. <laughs> well, uh, but I will say this. Portland, can you please find the back of the net? My goodness. It's not hard. Every it's game. It's a big net. What is it, 8 by 12? Something like that? Something like that. But every game, they are dominating. I mean, I, I will confidently say that. They are dominating these games, but they... All they tend to do is find the goalkeeper when they take a shot. That's the thing. They're getting it on target, but it's always at the goalkeeper. It is so frustrating right now to be a Timbers fan. I will not jump ship. I love my Timbers, but guys, get it in the goal, please. No kidding. Well, they sit in sixth place in the Western Conference. In and I'll tell you what, at this point, their schedule is extremely tough. If if I had to make a decision on whether I think they'd be in the playoffs or not, I don't think they make it. Well, look at their last five games. Colorado, L.A., Real Salt Lake, Sporting, and Columbus. Those are not five walk-in-the-park games. No, the only thing that might be their saving grace is that San Jose and Real Salt Lake play each other. That might help. Uh, Real Salt Lake plays Colorado, but that could could end up hurting them. Of course, they got the Timbers again. But, you know, anyways, you look at these schedules, and they're all very similar. And with the way San Jose has been playing, they've been been decent. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck in. Them or Houston. You know, Houston is playing Houston pretty well as well. Houston was a 2-1 victory last night. Or, uh, one, I'm sorry, one nothing victory over Sporting. But at this point, what does that mean for Sporting? I mean, Sporting's just been awful recently. Right, right. So, yeah. So I don't, I, I really, I've, I've got my doubts. And I'll tell you what, if Portland doesn't make it, it is time for Caleb Porter 
to be sacked, as I they agree. would say across the pond. I would agree with you on that one. All right, looking at our number two and one teams, they're the same teams but reversed. Um, I mean, we can just probably go ahead and sure. say both of them. Yeah. Number two for me is the New York Red Bulls. Number two for you is the New yeah. England Revolution. Revolution. And yeah. then Revolution one for me, New York one for you. Why don't you do the Red Bulls? I'll do the Revolution. Yeah, I'll tell you what. The Red Bulls, I I, I can't argue with either of these picks, by the way, obviously. I mean, the cl- Revolution, it's like a one and a one B kind right, of. Right, right. I mean, the Revolution have been on fire. Uh, but when you go back and look at the teams they beat, which will be funny with my last comment here, yeah, they beat New York City FC, they tied Chicago Fire, they beat Toronto, Houston, Philly. You know, my point, I could go on. My yeah. point is, yes, they're winning games, but they're against their lowly Eastern Conference teams. However, they did beat the Red Bulls 2-1. to one. They did, I will give yes. you that. Uh, but then you look at the Red Bulls. They've had a couple of losses. However, I, I picked this because they did go to Providence Park. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're playing, even though they have a couple of losses, they're playing consistently well. They are. So I have Red Bulls at number, number one, Revolution at number two, simply because looking at the games the Revolution have won, they haven't been against great teams. And if I had to choose an MLS Cup finalist, yes, right now I'm going with the Red Bulls. Oh, I would agree with you on that one. I don't think that most MLS fans would argue against... Against New York, even as a Revolution fan, I would be the first to tell you, "Well, the Red Bulls are better than the Revolution." Yes, I know the Revolution just beat the Red Bulls, but like you said, New England is winning games that they're supposed to win. Right? Yeah, and 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 that win against New York—it's not like New York got rolled over. It was no. it was in New England, and New York was putting up quite a fight. They, they just did. couldn't. Uh, well, New England th- played better. That's exactly. what it was. It's been one of those situations where Lee Wynn and Diego Fagundes are finally on a small streak mm. of scoring goals, mm-hmm. which is nice if you're a Revolution fan. But it's also one of those things where you hate betting for the Revolution because then they go and they get destroyed by Montreal three nothing. Well, and that that was but another traditionally reason. that happens. Sure, sure. New England yeah. has never been good against Montreal. Right. We always talk about those teams that just seem to have other teams' numbers. For yeah. L. A. Always has Seattle's number. Uh, San Jose seems to have LA's number. Yep. Yeah, we we see that all the time. Montreal is one of those things, and I was foolish enough to you know to to bet against. Um, Montreal. I was like, oh, New England. They should they should take care of him. They're on a six game winning streak, and then that's what happened. How about this? Do you think Laren's actually going to uh, beat that rookie record? He, ever since he tied it, he has just been uh, for Orlando City. Yeah, the scoring um, rookie record. Well, I, how many games do they have left? They have four games left against New York Red Bulls, Montreal, New York City, and Philly. He'll do it the last game against Philadelphia. More than likely, that's where it's going to come down to. It'll be a last minute goal and then right. people will be like oh my gosh greatest rookie ever and then right. we'll be like just stop talking so I'll tell you what Baxter at the beginning of the season I had predicted if you remember that mm. Seattle yes. would win MLS Cup this year it would be their first one yep. I, I tell you what because they've got Dempsey back and Martin's back they're looking healthy they are looking healthy they're they're playing well I again I think I would see them in the Red Bulls playing mm-hmm. in that MLS Cup final and I almost see Seattle winning that thing interesting wow okay Fair enough. Well, uh, once again, our power rankings uh, are officially out. Uh, for me, my top five, I have Columbus at five, Montreal four, Seattle three, New York Red Bulls two, and the Revolution one. Simon? Very similar. Montreal is five, Columbus four, Seattle three, New England two, and New York one. Baxter, I'm glad you picked the same teams I did because I, I, th- I thought I was going crazy here with all these Eastern Conference it's one teams. Of the, it's coming to that time of the year, though. It's one of those things where it's coming to that time of the year. And we mentioned this off-air is that the Western Conference teams, I think, are just tired because they've been doing all their Western Conference games, and they're just tired of beating up on each other. Yeah. 
And over in the East, they're like, oh, we're playing an Eastern Conference it's, game. That's a Whee! great point. You know, I thought for sure that the winner would come out of the West, and I said that about Seattle, but, man, I could easily see New York winning this thing because they have, have no such an easier that. schedule they throughout do. this season. They absolutely do. And you, know, you look at the Red Bulls, I mean, they even take on Orlando this weekend as we move now into our predictions for this upcoming weekend. I've got to take New York going against Orlando on Friday night. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, the Red Bulls. I thought we were talking YCFC. I had to look over at your oh, computer. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. yeah. No, that's okay, yeah. Were you talking about City? Red Bulls. No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, viewers and listeners. I was confused no. for a second. Definitely, I was like, I definitely Red, Red Bulls. Bulls. Yes. Definitely Red Bulls. So the Red Bulls take on Orlando City on Friday night, uh, as soon as we get off the air here on Sports Radio America. Uh, the Red Bulls taking on Orlando. I've got New York in this game. I mean, there's no real way around it. I'm going to make it real easy on you. You're going to call a draw? No, no, no. Oh. I'm taking the Red Bulls. I am calling every home team will win this week. Interesting. Except San Jose and Real Salt Lake will draw, and Seattle will beat Sporting. There you go. There's all my predictions. Boom. Wow. Just like that. And he just drops the pen and walks away. Even D.C. United against Montreal? Or Montreal's at home. Oh, I'm sorry. That's what you're, so I know, but I'm yes. saying, you yep. know that. Yep. Even I'm taking that Montreal. Game, huh? I, I think D.C. is done. Hmm. They're toast. I mean, they've, they've been playing horrible. I'd agree with you on that one, I guess. Yeah, they, I mean, look at this. They, they're five-game winless streak. Uh, yeah, no, that's not going to get so, you anywhere yeah. in this league. If I'm putting Montreal at number five in my power rankings, I am taking D.C. United. Fair <laughs> enough. No, I'm taking Montreal. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say. More, I got gotcha. More coffee. Drink more coffee. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back. This is Two Up Front. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon. I need to clarify really fast because we <laughs> kind of just abruptly ended that segment when you were very dropped ambitious. The pen and, you really yeah. did. You dropped your pen and walked out of the studio with your uh, prediction, saying that all the home teams are going to win. And then I just kind of was like, and hey, we're going to break, I guess. But you're right. I'm looking at all of these games. There's really no reason any of these teams should lose. I mean, Seattle sporting, maybe. That's what I said. I'll, I'll take yeah. Seattle. For the win there. Seattle with And then win. Quakes and Real Salt Lake, I'm taking a draw. Fair enough. Yeah, looking at these other games, I mean, maybe Portland could beat Columbus. Maybe. FC Dallas to L.A. Maybe. maybe. Yep. D.C. United could maybe wake up. Doubtful. I wouldn't be shocked, honestly, if the Fire beat Toronto. No, I agree with that. Uh, but I just, man, I'm looking at these games. Houston should beat Colorado. They should, You yeah. know, that's that's another one that maybe Colorado surprises us and takes takes the points there. Yeah. But for the most part, man, it's it's all home teams except for the two I mentioned. Yeah, Sporting in Seattle. Well, that'll be a fun game to watch. It'll be on ESPN. I mean, I would rather pref- I would rather this game be a better Sporting team. Yes. And I thought that would yeah. make for great Sunday soccer, but that's not where we're at right now with the league. But where we are, though, at this time of the show is... We are at our I Believe segment here on... Two up front. 
and we are going to offer I believe statements about something that we believe will happen in the soccer world. For uh, an example, as I offer every week, it's always bogus and just thrown up, but uh, <laughs> I believe that the Montreal Impact will win the MLS Cup. You know, something like that. It's sure, not actually going to sure. happen, but knock on wood, maybe. <laughs> so that's just a uh, general concept of it. So um, I'll go first, Simon, and give you a moment to think. I've got mine. I've got, got mine. Okay. I've kind of already said it, but I'll still... Uh... Fair enough. Well, I will go I'll go first anyway, just because yeah, you got do. to go first for 50-50. Yeah. So, for my I Believe segment, I believe that the t- six teams that are in the Eastern Conference right now in the standings, even though there are four to six games remaining, will be the six teams you see in the okay. 2015 yeah. MLS Cup playoffs. That. New York Red Bulls, Columbus, Revolution, D.C. United, Toronto, and Montreal. I think Toronto will do just enough. If anything, Montreal might jump to the fifth spot. Well, look at You've got Orlando City at 35 points, but they've already played 30 games, so... Toronto has a game in hand there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually, they have a game in hand on all the teams outside of the playoffs right now. Uh, let me ask you this. Do you think the teams will finish in the order that they're in for the playoffs for the East? I do not. I think the Revolution will jump to second because they have a very cakewalky last four games of the season. So I could see the Revolution jumping up to second. Columbus, I think, will not finish outside the top three, though. Uh, I would be fine with... I think Montreal will jump to five. I think D.C. will stay at four, and I think T.C. will go down to six, personally. I could, yeah, I th- I, D.C., I, what is going on with them? I just I don't, don't get it. I don't D.C. Get was it. the hottest team in the East for a while, and now it's the Red Bulls, and the Red Bulls are the first team in Major League Soccer to clinch a playoff berth as well. And they're going to they're gonna clinch Supporter Shield with the schedule they have left. Yeah. Uh, and, again, I mean, they're, they've... They're, they've got six games left to do it. Yep, and they've they're already got the most points. Well, they're tied with Vancouver for most points in the league, but they've got the most games left out of the teams that are in the hunt, really, for that supporter shield. Yes. So that kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with mine. I'm actually going to call it now. We're going to see a New York Red Bulls-Seattle final for MLS Cup. Mm. New York will host that. And I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit on Ooh. what I had said a- earlier in the season. Red Bulls are going to win MLS Cup this year. What's the scoreline? It's going to be, let's see, I didn't think about that part. 3-2 extra time. That's what I was thinking. 3-2 extra time. Not extra time, but I was thinking the 3-2 affair. I think Martins and Dempsey will go go ham for a while. Sure. But then Bradley Wright Phillips, the the, the Wright brothers, as it were, will do, yes. do some magic. And Dax McCarty might sneak a goal. In I don't also. think we've seen a lot of Sean, though, lately. We haven't. Yeah. I'm a little surprised by that. Well, when you're winning games... No. This is what makes Jesse, Jesse Mars smart, is when you're winning games, you keep playing those same players. That's how you do That's it? That's how it works. Oh. It's kind of unbelievable, isn't it? Maybe we should pass this episode you know, and, on to the other coaches you know out what, there. Well, you know what Marsh doesn't do? What he doesn't does he take do? important games and experiment with his lineup. Oh. Like, who, who are you referencing? Uh, I don't know. I'm just, just saying. Sure. Just no, saying. No, That's understandable. all. Just understandable. Saying. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another edition of Two Up Front. Remember, you can catch us on Fridays from 3 to 6 Eastern right here on Sports Radio America, here. sportsradioamerica.com, right here. Live 365, and tune in. And you can get us on demand anytime you want on Spreaker.com, on iTunes. Download our podcast. Give us a review. Give us five stars if you love us or one star if you no. Don't give us one star if you don't like us. We don't want to hear from you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, or on iHeartRadio as well. And then social media, we're all over the place, Simon. We are. We're on Facebook, 2UpFront. We're on Twitter, at 2UpFrontSoccer. So remember that soccer part there. As also, we have our own Twitter accounts. This is at Baxter Colburn. I am at Simon Provan. Absolutely. And remember... You can also catch us on Periscope as well, whenever our broadcasts are. I wish we had a more consistent broadcast schedule for you to watch us live. But for those of you that did watch us live, thank you. 
And you can always go back and watch the show as well for up to two days as well. So with our manager being the one above, we are two up front. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Ladies and gentlemen, today's opponents on Man versus Train. At the crossing, we have Rick, a 175-pound frustrated man who's running late for work. And on the tracks, we have Bull, a million-pound freight train that takes a mile to stop. Let's see who comes out on top. You can't beat a train, so don't try. Stop. Trains can't. Paid for by NHTSA.